This is the Bounty Hunt Podcast. Bounty Hunters, we don't need that scum. A UTV Patreon exclusive featuring Star Wars news and discussion beyond the expanded universe. I have never met a Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. And now, it's time to collect those credits. As you will. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. Hello everyone, welcome to Bounty Hunt, a UTD Network podcast where we hunt down all the extra content in the Star Wars universe, and if you're watching live, a happy Father's Day to all the space dads out there. May the Bail Organa energy of the holiday fill you throughout the afternoon. I'm one of your hosts, Eric Eilerson, and joining me to talk about, um, my gosh, one of the biggest episodes of, of Star Wars history ever uh, is the full crew, starting off with Dr. Corey Helton. What's up, Dan? <laughs> Hello, everyone. Uh, hey! we have, uh, we've just done another episode right before this of some kind of Star Wars content, so we're all jacked up on Mountain Dew. Let's do it. <laughs> we are. Baja Blast is in the stores, and Star Wars is in our hearts. Dr. Charles Hankel, welcome to the show. Hey guys, I was not there for uh, what what y'all just recorded. It shows, so I'm coming Charles. in. I'm coming in nice and calm, and I just <laughs> want to talk about this episode. And y'all are just getting weird already, and I love it. It's gonna be great. We are feeling high. We are feeling excited. We are feeling filled with the light of Star Wars, and no one filled us with more light and happiness than the man behind the keys to you, old school viewers, Wes Jenkins. What's up, everyone? I am not feeling high, Eric. I'm perfectly sober on a Sunday afternoon. Happy Father's Day to everybody who has children and are, um, you know, dads. So, happy Father's Day. Let's talk about Bounty Hunt and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Let's talk about do it. Daddy Wan Kenobi for this Father's Day. <laughs> yeah, we shall. If this is your first Bounty Hunt, everyone, this is our show where we recap all the shows uh, that go on the Disney Plus uh, to all the extra Star Wars content. Usually we're all about books, but today we're about the shows. Our mark this week is Obi-Wan Kenobi Part 5 and how this show's going to work. We're going to do a brief recap, spoiler-filled, of what happened in the episode. And come on, by now you're watching these episodes. If not, pause immediately, watch this one without knowing anything. This is the biggest favor I will ever do you. After that, we're going to talk about the episode, what we liked, and on other episodes, we talked about what we didn't, uh, but that's ridiculous with episode five. Uh, so we're going to talk about what we liked a lot and just have a really good freewheeling time. All of you in the chat, um, let us know what you thought. Uh, say hi. Um, you know, just have a good old relaxed time. So without any further ado, let's jump right in to what happened in Obi-Wan Kenobi part five. We begin... With a flashback with mm. Aiden Christensen mm. playing yeah, baby. Anakin Skywalker yes. with Anakin and Obi-Wan dueling on Coruscant before smash cut to Vader flying to Jabim. Reva comes into the bridge and he grants her the title of Grand Inquisitor. Back onto the Jabim surface, Obi-Wan, Leia, Tala, and Roken land to see Haja, Estri, and the rest of the path folks. It's time to prepare for Vader's incoming attack in like a Helm's Deep Siege style. Lola, the droid that was taken over in the last episode, sabotages their escape, however, so Leia needs a ladder to help out open up the hatch. Get this Reva little girl a ladder! It, oh my god, it's so great. Reva then lands with a full stormtrooper squadron and a cannon and fires assaulting the door to break it open. Obi-Wan then receives a message from our lord and savior, Bail Organa, regarding Luke on Tatooine, and Obi-Wan realizes he's got to get this done quick, but he can stall for time by talking to Reva. He talks to Reva, and we get her 
backstory, Corey. She <clears throat> was in the temple for Order 66, and not only that, she has been secretly planning to kill Anakin this entire time. Reva then slashes open the door and begins the full-on assault, leading to the heroic sacrifice of both Tala and Ned B as the Obi-Wan Kenobi theme plays in the background as blaster fire erupts everywhere. Knowing that Vader will never give up his desire to win, as seen in the flashbacks, Obi-Wan gives himself up in order to bring Vader to Reva so she can take him down. Vader then lands, but Obi-Wan escapes back to the folks in the path and a transport. Vader storms through the base and then force grabs a transport in mid-air and rips it apart to find that no one's there. It's a fake out and the second transport escapes as Reva attempts her surprise attack. You can't scream when you do a surprise attack, Reva. It doesn't work because Vader force freezes her and they have an epic Fight that involves Vader playing with his food, grabbing Reva's saber, ripping it in two, and then finally stabbing her as the Grand Inquisitor, not dead, comes in and looks on, then they leave her in the gutter. At the end of the episode, Reva finds Bale's message that mentions Tatooine and the children, and we end seeing a shot of a sleeping young Luke Skywalker. Fellas! <laughs> Was this the best episode of Star Wars TV we've ever seen? Yes. yes. Okay, great. Uh, <laughs> We're done. See you on next week. Definitively. Definitively. I think. God. Listen, the last time the last time we said this was the uh, the Luke heavy episode of Book of Boba Fett. We were like, yeah. I think this might be the best ever. This was like unequivocally the best ever. Like, I don't think I have a single piece of criticism for the whole episode. I loved every single minute. Every single minute. I I will go a step further. And I mean this with utmost respect because, listen, it's, we all have our Star Wars opinions. You like stuff, you don't like stuff. But I think if you found a way to not enjoy this episode, you are fundamentally approaching Star Wars in the wrong way. I oh, mean that. Yes. Because if I totally you just agree. approach sure. it with an open mind and you accept the fun story and don't get pulled down into the weeds of well what about this thing then like you will have a grand time and that's why we're here it's to have a grand yeah. time and i will say why i will they say freeze hayden christensen in ice for 20 years go he looks so away yeah. i, I don't, looks I, great. I, don't <laughs> I i only amazing. saw people making fun of that take i never saw yes, a real actual a take real like i don't think it was actual real thing i don't know but anyway i uh, i totally oh. called it i said i wanted hayden uh obi-wan flashbacks and we yep. flipping open with that Immediate. oh my god i cried, Immediately I, cried open with that. I peed a little bit up. when i saw I the back of his head <laughs> i stood up and yelled at the tv as soon as it opened showing his goofy ponytail and padawan braid i loved it and we also oh. got reba's backstory Story. I totally yeah, caught dude. that. Yeah. For, so the, for those that may not wanted. know, uh, we do we have a uh, a company Slack channel for <clears> Kenobi <throat> reactions, and it, it's muted uh, until it's not because a lot of folks on the team watch it later. Um, but a lot of us that watch it in the morning have a giant like hundred message chat. Corey always has to watch it after work, so yeah. every Wednesday evening there's like a Corey message at like 5 p.m. that goes. Oh my god! <laughs> Three hundred missed messages or something insane like that. I mean, it was just like it's uh, it, took, it was fun. It took everybody until five p.m. to calm down about the episode, and you just <laughs> yeah. spike everybody's I know. spike everybody's insulin. Yeah. On I know, accent. ridiculous. Yeah. So, like, so, so obviously, we, I mean, God, this episode—it it was, it was, it was ten out of ten. If we still did those perfect episodes, um, 
so we got we got to take a chunk by chunk just to make some freaking content for y'all. Um, sure. <laughs> so Charles, let's we were talking about it already. Let us talk about the flashbacks specifically, the, the the full sequences. So, just plain and simple, what made the Obi Wan and Anakin flashbacks throughout the episode so effective, and what were some of your favorite parts of their training montage in there? Yeah, well, so it was just fantastic to see them sparring together that's actually not something that we've seen very much of i mean we've seen them fight when it was their actual fight but we've never seen them spar and it makes sense that they spent hours and hours and hours and hours doing this because you actually saw a lot of the moves that they use in other parts of the saga in this scene so that was really cool to get to see that um also to get to see those flashes of anakin's uh anger and and brashness and those vader qualities that had always been there and obi-wan is recognizing them and he's actively teaching him through this through this duel that they had and that was my favorite part i think by far is that they framed the modern or the the present day story if you will about vader they framed it incredibly from the lesson that obi-wan was trying to teach anakin in these Mm -hmm. flashbacks because it all culminated in you will you will basically go 110% to win. That is all you yeah. care about is winning. And in doing that, you blind yourself. And yeah. that's exactly what Vader did at the end of the episode. Yeah, mm. I mean, it was just, it was top-notch storytelling. Yeah. yeah. And they both did this, it. The, the, whole, the whole thing being juxtaposed with the duel was brilliant. Because yes. we, had, yeah. we had, like, we had moments where Kenobi would say something of, like, this is what Anakin's going to do, and this is why I know why. And it would flash back to the duel. And there were other moments where... Vader said something like Obi-Wan's going to react this way and this is why I know why and it flashed back to the duel like they were both like yeah like like they yeah. know each other and it was it's still Obi-Wan versus Anakin even though it's yeah. Vader now and that was brilliant holy shit that was the most brilliant thing I've ever seen done in live yeah. action Brandon's this episode is, is I'll say real quick Brandon's comment I love so much here when it cut from that flashback to Vader watching the ship fly you could see emotion on the mask and I'm like, that yes. is exactly yes. what, I, what, what I haven't been able to put into words is that, oh, but yeah. So, so Wes, sorry to cut you off. I just, I wanted to highlight that because I thought that was great. Oh, no, of course. So this episode, more than anything, has made me see Anakin in Vader's suit. So when they were dueling at the very, in the very beginning, when they were dueling together and they were fighting, and then they cut to the scene of just Vader's helmet just this yes and so you can see you can see my my wish in this whole series was to hear anakin or hayden's voice um within vader's suit without the helmet i think that's going way too far but seeing all of these scenes and then showing vader like back and forth with these flashbacks has really really helped me see that is hayden in the freaking suit in episode four in episode five in episode six yeah 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 Obi Obi Wan uh, Cohen Obi in the chat he brings up one of the things that I was mentioning, but he says that you see Anakin use the routine Luke uses to overpower Vader and RTJ, which are those overhand strikes yep. repeatedly, yeah. and then yeah. in RTJ his hand is cut off. But but it it was it was not just what? moments between or moments from the Obi Wan Anakin duel on Mustafar. It was moments actually from throughout the saga from fights involving yep. Vader. That one of them. And, uh, and that is, I mean, you, you don't just pick that up casually. Like no. that was no. meticulously, yeah. meticulously choreographed. They're putting so much thought into this show that all these takes about 
they don't pay attention and this and that. I mean, this just shattered that. Have you guys seen those? Yeah. Have you seen the side-by-side comparisons? Yes. Yeah, yes. where yeah. it shows the same moves being done. Like, it was yep. so well done. It's like, yeah. they took stuff from, like, like 10 different movies and some Clone Wars stuff. Like, it was nuts. Like... It's been really amazing, and I think the two moments that for the parallels and the fights that really stood out for me, one was uh, all, all the spinning and stuff that they did uh, in the training room is, is, I mean, shot for shot, move for move from Mustafar, which shows you that now, every time I watch Revenge of the Sith, I'm going to be like, this is their bodies fighting what they have sparred. So that's, how they, that's why the fight's so long, because yeah. they have literally done this sequence hundreds of times so that's why mm-hmm. neither one of them can get a leg up until the high ground happens because yeah. obviously they've always been in a level playing field well then and vader's a leg down sense. two legs <laughs> down yeah two legs down <laughs> arm down uh, <laughs> but then also i know we're going to talk about this a little later but the um when vader is walking towards reva as she's down and then flash back to anakin walking to towards reva in the temple i'm like yo yeah, like it's just it adds such weight, and again, it, it I think there's a difference between intentionally referencing past content and relying on nostalgia to fill plot holes. Yes, because yeah. I think they people if they don't like certain things will say, oh, it's just relying on nostalgia. I'm like, nah, nah, yeah, they are effectively using <laughs> exactly that like that. To, yeah, that's <laughs> what you sound like in my head. It's like <laughs> it is such a great use of that to to help create more stakes and then to retroactively create even more stakes at, at, at for that older content like they're serving each other in a symbiotic way and i think using flashbacks and holding them until this episode retroactively is brilliant it wouldn't have had the same level of impact in episode three episode four of this Agreed. series because we needed to have the level of siege of like reva's coming vader's coming this is it like yeah. you are going to die and at that point we needed we needed to have that alongside the lightness and and you know levity of Anakin and Obi Wan sparring <clears throat> when there's no danger. And I'm like, man, yeah. what a cool idea! And Deborah Chow knew the whole freaking time I know. <laughs> that this was coming, and I, it was yeah. ah, mwah, I love. Also, that. this is the first time we've ever seen um, allies spar casually in live action ever. It's never happened before. Yeah. We've never seen allies right. spar, Jedi spar. You that know, is like, there's in so many books, so yeah, many books say, and it's comics. It's so common in yeah. books. Yeah, yes. Exactly. It's like, a, it's like they, Jedi spar to like, like let go of emotion. They spar to yeah. let go of conflict. They spar to train. Like it's in books all the time. Like they yeah. spar to pass the time, like yeah. to have a, have a heavy conversation. So like to see it in live action is awesome. Also, yeah. the scene was fantastic. This cool, yes. like, round room with, like, Coruscant in the background was, like, really cool to see. And yeah. it was done really well. Like, I had zero issue with any CGI, anything. It wasn't even, like, it was just very, very well done, like, from start to finish. Yeah. Shout out to, um, just to stay on brand, shout out to Midnight Horizon, the High Republic book that has one of my, has my favorite sparring scene between Yoda and Cantum Psy, if y'all want some more good Jedi sparring mm. stuff. I yeah, love that. that's a good Chapter. one. Um, yeah, so these obviously spectacular. Um, Hayden, I mean, the amount of screenshots around Twitter have been immense. Uh, usually people are a little better with spoilers, but once Hayden came on screen, it was it was lost. Uh, yeah, everyone's been no freaking chance. out. <clears throat> but then, of course, the second one that was so big was the one I think that all of us may have been waiting for even more, especially you, Corey, like last week, uh, Reva. We got her yeah. backstory. Moses Ingram, one, acted the hell out of this episode totally talking to Ewan doing her like 
seeing if she's being listened to. You, you see the conflict. All the planning was absolutely spectacular. And we saw her now confirmed in the flesh of the little girl being terrified of the troopers as they come in, finding out she legit got stabbed and played dead. Like, mm -hmm. all these things happen leading up to, of course, the final climactic duel. So just backstory-wise, now how do you guys think retroactively this affects Reva from the top? From episode one to now, knowing yeah. this, where's she at? Well, all the complaining that anybody had was horseshit. Let's just go ahead and say that. <laughs> like, like who would have thought, like, in a six-episode series, you actually had to see all six episodes before you can have a real opinion about a character. Like, come on. It's a hot like, take. Yeah, ridiculous, ridiculous. It really does just go to show how utterly lazy some fans are. Uh, you know, there's my hot take. Be really aggressive Bam. there. Uh, yeah, like <laughs> seriously, you don't have to have all your questions answered in the first episode of a series, right? So, and the other thing I'll say too is, uh, you know, sometimes in Star Wars storytelling, it feels like there can't be bad guys for the sake of being bad. You know what I mean? Like they're all yeah. going to be redeemed. Like that kind of, but th that is Star Wars. It's a redemption story and all that kind of thing. But I will say sometimes it maybe bothers me a little bit. And like, uh, for example, in the Battlefront campaign, like I was pretty openly annoyed that like the whole thing was marketed as you finally get to play as the Empire and then you know two hours into the campaign you're, you you jump sides and suddenly you're a rebel yeah. for the rest of the game right like that that kind of annoys me sometimes it didn't bother me literally in the slightest in this mm -hmm. this this story like I think it makes perfect sense like it I think like also to be clear like Reva is like not a good guy like like necessarily she's kind of this weird morally gray area of like she's not on Kenobi's side she didn't help him like no. really at all like you know I, I don't think this is a true redemption story and the the fact that like like she was just always in it for revenge is totally plausible to me I mean the dark side is surrounded with that energy of like yeah. the hate and the revenge and the and the power and all those sorts of things it would have been easy for her to hide that from Vader like that makes sense because that is the yeah. energy she was putting off you know yeah, yeah. I mean and, and it's and it's such it makes so so much sense that she's been kind of waiting around to kind of see what Anakin's gonna do calling him Anakin and, and behind the scenes is such a great moment because, you know, what is she doing? She had intense childhood trauma, never worked through it, and is trying to express that trauma in a vengeful, hateful way to kind of, you know, get rid of her oppressor. Makes complete sense to me, you know what I mean? Like, I think that, it, like, bringing that bit to it is so cool, and, and weirdly something we haven't really seen before. Like, we haven't seen someone just do that, especially with Anakin or 66, so I love the fact that she has just been holding on to the secret, hasn't enlisted help, and has just been waiting for her moment to strike. It's such a strong moment. And it all leads with this image oh that you put up here, West, of <laughs> Anakin walking <laughs> through the temple in the most menacing way. Oh, my God. Incredible. Look at the dead clone troopers. Also, you know, what that, you, know what, you know what that is right there, right? You know what I think that is? I think that, that is I think that is real physical armor on a costumed character. I think that's there what that go. is. Remember we hey. talked about that. We talked about yeah, that. We had no CGI. Yeah, that doesn't look like CGI. It looked like very no, real. I think these are five hundred first, straight up. Yeah, yeah. I think um, it must be. Man, yeah. but Riva's uh, Riva's little monologue. Man, the actual dialogue I thought was really good. When she, I mean, it really locked you into how traumatic that experience was. Which of, of course it was. But I feel like ever since Revenge of the Sith came out, we're probably those of us that are our age or older we're a bit desensitized to that mm -hmm. scene but if you really take mm -hmm. a step back and and remember like 
oh my word, how traumatizing is everything that happened there. And Reva's sitting there laying amongst the people that she has been learning with her family, essentially. And she says she feels them go cold. I got full body shivers, man. It's so, so traumatic. Of course she's messed up. He was yep. your Padawan. Why didn't you say that? Yes. Us? Oh, and, yep. and Obi-Wan's face. Ewan's uh, actual <laughs> silent acting in response brilliant. was really so good, man. You could see how painful it was for him as well. Mm. Yeah. Just, 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 I mean, it, it, it's cliche to say it, but they just acted their faces off there. Like, yeah, they, it's yeah they really good did. acting, great writing. I love the barrier of the door. And then once you get too emotionally vulnerable, the lightsaber comes out and she says, Nope. All right, chopped time that to die. shit in half. Bam! I love that. It's, that was great. It's hard sometimes to get these characters who are so diametrically opposed to have those conversations, right? Yeah. Like they did it actually really well in the sequels with the dyad and how they could yep. have these conversations from far away. Because at first they weren't dueling, you know, they were just yeah, talking sure. to each other. This was another good way to do it, I think, where, you know, had that door not been there, I mean, there was no conversation. But no. it, it was a nice way to let them hash that out, and it was believable for me within the story. I mean, I thought it worked well. Yeah, absolutely loved it. Um, the whole siege as a whole, I mean, the choreography of it, all, every every main player <clears throat> we know having a part to play, the music as it's The Purge Troopers were in there. Purge? We're talking about that. Yeah, yeah. We, we briefly Order. mentioned that last time. There were some sound effects from Jedi Fallen Order in there, too, of, like, uh, Obi-Wan took one of those guys out, and I think he, I think he like, crossed cross blades with, like, one of the Purge weapons, and it made that sort of, like, uh, explosion-y kind of sound that it makes in Fallen Order. They obviously took a sound effect from the game. That was yep. really cool. I thought it was yep. great. Again, attention to detail, like you said earlier. <clears throat> they're using so many things. And then, of course, as we, we, we deflect a lot. We have a lot of carnage, a lot of troopers go down, and then we get to a harder part of the show. I mean, one of our talks about last week was, it was a great episode, the loss of Wade at the end was was sad, didn't do a ton. You know, he, we, we met him briefly, it showed that there are going to be people that die now, mm-hmm. but it didn't hit as hard, and then they're like, hold on a second, hold my blue milk, uh, because we get freaking K2, I mean, Ned B., <laughs> um, just yeah, first of all, blasting guys like like there's no tomorrow, and then using himself as a human shield against Tala as his lights go out before she raises up a thermal detonator, blasts the door, says, "May the force be with you." I mean, this is yeah. this hit me like Rogue One straight up. I it thought did. this was it did me too. Amazing. Did me too. Yeah, yeah, we had some we had some Ugh. interesting conversations in Slack too about like you know some folks felt a little bit let down by this that they let a main character die like that you know it's sometimes crappy to see another female character be killed off so quickly but like I don't and, and but then there was a we had also a really great conversation kind of the counter of that of like it felt like her story was really impactful and it felt like her life had meaning and it felt like it really was a like diversion and time saving and the way that Reva and the other troopers responded of like, Holy crap, we got to back out. You know, like it made her death meaningful. And as much as it hurts to get a character, you know, that we, we have grown to love, like be killed off. Like it also, there, her death did not lack meaning. And it felt like it was, it was, it was done in a way that, that progressed the story forward, which was good. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Cohen says in the chat, you know, the way the detonator exploded was so cool, and I, I agree. I don't think we've ever seen that happen 
that close. <clears throat> I mean, we obviously get the uh, Ichuta, like the, the detonator in, in Return of the Jedi. We get very famously um, The Rock in Solo. Mm-hmm. Um, Baze. Like, Baze, we get it pretty up close uh, when yeah. he does. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, but yeah, I loved it in the, the close close quarters detonations are just so intense and I thought that her doing that uh, was just very appropriate for the moment and, and it, it did it broke my heart and it, I think it just yeah. solidified them as like you know sacrifices on the path and, and they died helping each other and Obi-Wan trying to get to her but he can't like it, it was just very impactful and very well crafted and I think an inkling at maybe what it's going to feel like in the next episode. I mean, the finales historically hit very yeah. hard. So I think this is very much a sign of things to come. Yeah. It made her, it made her sacrifice feel like she was, she was progressing the movement, right? She's like in that very moment, yeah. she felt that that was going to be the, the linchpin that gets them past everybody and they can go on. Right. It, it kind of it, it's it's kind of mimics um, Val in a Solo Star Wars story how she gave up her life just for that for that one job. If they had gotten away and with all that um, with all that coaxium, I mean that could have set them for life. So she sacrificed herself for the greater good of the group. Yeah. yeah. So well, and you know you can't have it both ways. Um, and the reason I said that is yeah. you know Wade died in that prior episode, and everyone was kind of like. Who was that guy again? Like, uh, that didn't really mean much to me. And then we had a character who we did care about die. And, you know, well, isn't that what you wanted before? Wasn't that the complaint last week? Well, now it happened. And yeah. if you're mad about that, then what do you actually want here? You know? Yeah. No, it hit, it, hit, it hits, I think, in a really beautiful way. I'm glad the rest of them got away in the transport. Yeah. Although for a second... Absolutely thought they didn't, because guys, let's talk about Vader, man. Oh my god! Let's talk, let's about, talk about freaking <laughs> that transport will stop midair as I, I grab it, and then I okay, he's gonna land. Okay, this is gonna. Oh my god, he's ripping it apart like a like a freaking subway sandwich wrapper. <laughs> like this thing was horrifying. I don't know about you. Really I don't know about you, day. Eric. I've never ripped open a subway sandwich from the side with the wrap. Like, what is that barbarian? You don't crap? know the power of the dark side, Corey. <laughs> oh my yeah. god! Listen, guys, every, every ever since ever since the Force Unleashed, people have been asking for maybe a little ridiculously have been asking for someone to pull a ship out of the sky. Invader yeah, totally yeah. did it. And let's all right. I, I take back what I said earlier. There being zero criticism in the entire episode, the CGI of the ship. Maybe it didn't look great at times. Like, there was a couple moments where he's holding it in the sky. Maybe it didn't look amazing. I didn't give a shit about that. <laughs> it was so badass exactly. witnessing this. I was literally standing up in my living room going, Aah! like, the whole time. It was just, like, it was so fucking cool. I loved yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> I yeah. thought what was going to happen was that's when Reva was going to come in and would let that ship get away because she interjected. But then he just ripped that thing down, and I was like, oh, my God, dude. How are they going to get away? Like, I really thought they were all in that ship. Same. Yeah, I thought this was an incredible moment, and and there's the brutality of of him going for him. I mean, and again, it's lined up so well in the flashbacks. It's like Anakin needs to prove that he can win, and, like, there was no thought of what can we learn from the path? What can we do? I think all he hoped was, I'm going to bring this down. I'm going to wrench it apart and find Obi-Wan and kill him. Like, I'm. this yeah. is all I'm going to do. So he didn't even think about a second ship, didn't even think about any kind of damage it would do. It was just all visceral power because he's like, I can destroy this with a thought. And he did. Yeah. And 
oh god and then of course you know the one moment we think he's gonna be semi distracted for a hot minute the camera slowly pans and then Riva has very much like a kind of like a second sister moment almost in Fallen Order where it's like this is the moment this is it and then you're like oh wait no this is Darth M F Vader. Okay, like just Middle name. flicks his hand, turns around, uh, like no, 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 no. That's not what we do here. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, um, yeah, the way Reva. This is a great shot, Wes. Reva is sneaking up on Vader, and like, like he looks like he's lost in thoughts, but not at all, not at all. Like not, he not the slightest. utterly toyed with her the entire fight. It was just like. Like, when he immediately kicked her ass to start and then broke the lightsaber in half and tossed her the other half. It's like, yes. it was like Han Solo throwing the bartender the coin in yes. episode yes. four. He's that's, just like, that's the shot right there, man. With the yeah. two, with Vader dual wielding red sabers, there are a couple moments with Vader that still just, I'm like, how have we not like seen this or like this? It just feels so fresh and new and scary. And one of those moments was him with the blue saber uh, mm-hmm. at the at the end of the Clone Wars um, series. Yeah. And this was another one on that level for me, where I was just like, yeah. full body chills. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I saw uh, I saw on Twitter that someone said that this is the first time we've ever seen uh, two red lightsabers cross in live action, yep. which is crazy to think about. Also, that uh, we've never seen a fight like this before. And I also wanted to talk about the uh, the we got the spinning <laughs> the, uh, yeah. what they the helicopter yeah. lightsaber yeah. finally. And I love I love that Vader slowed it down and made it stop. That was like. Because you guys know I, I kind of hate those lightsabers. That's such a you goofy, do. stupid I opinion that I admit is probably a little bit of a toxic opinion. I really hate those lightsabers. I just don't love them that much. I love that Vader stopped it. It like it kind of highlights that Vader thinks this is stupid. Apparently, spinning <laughs> is not a good trick. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's it. Made me wow. laugh because it, it felt like it felt like it felt like Vader was saying, "Listen, the spinning lightsaber." Not badass. Let me make nah. that stop for you. <laughs> yeah, it's a no for me, dog. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and he slowly, he slowly stopped it too. Like it yeah. was spinning. It like slowly yeah. came to a halt. Of like, yeah. Reva's realizing that I have messed up bad. I have messed up now. But, but yes. I love, I love this fight because there's so many different phases to it. Like one, just as far as it shot, I thought it was epic. I mean, Reva was like, like sliding around on the ground. There's there's a lightsaber versus force, and then it was just like, boom. Like, just kind of yeah. going. Vader's not using anything. He grabs the both sabers. You have saber on saber. Then he, pick, like, you know, kicks her away. Force pulls the saber just like Obi-Wan does in the flashback. And is like, eh, mm. I was just messing with you. Now I'm just going to straight up stab you as you stare into my eyes in fear. Like, it's just... <laughs> like this, this, this so specific good. scene where it reminds me of the Karate Kid when he's doing... When he's doing the... The moves with uh, with his master, but he just goes up and then pushes. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Effortlessly, oh, like she flies yes. away. She's I like, love that. Yeah, Invader again did the whole <laughs> one-handed dueling, like very Count Dooku esque, right? Where he's just like one-handed yeah. dueling. It was so easy one. for him. Like it just. I, I love that they have. I love that they have really kept Vader's style true through all of these works, right? Like he wasn't. 
They didn't go overboard. They very well could have, you know, gone Darth Maul Vader. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like that sure. was the when the when the Phantom Menace came about. I was like, this is the most badass lightsaber we've ever seen. You know, this lightsaber fight with Maul and stuff. And they very well could have done that, but they stayed true to this classic, powerful kind of style that Vader has, and it, it's really paid off. Like, it looks good. Yep. It looks good. Like, yeah. it doesn't seem weak, right? Or not no. choreographed. It seems <laughs> scary and powerful and refined in its own way. Agreed. Yeah, it, 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 it's all those years of people putting Vader beneath all these other Sith Lords on the like, greatest <clears throat> Sith Lords of all time. He's like, remember who I am, okay? Like, just yeah. let's remember how strong I am. And then, of course... Guys, I, I I haven't said it yet, but um, I I was surprised this episode uh, to find out that the writers uh, didn't break canon. Stop! Um, I thought they Stop. had completely disregarded Rebels. I thought Get here. Get that they had here never that. that they had no that animation was was not real anymore. No, the Grand Inquisitor was alive. No shit. Like, like I, I, <laughs> but I loved I loved the angle of the of the approach being from her Reva's like body down yes. there, and he's like. Oh hello! <laughs> like he's like yeah, just he's so good at that character. Grabs the little skin off. Of Wes, her. was it I mean, like, was it you that was it you that said in uh, was it you that said that like him and Vader had to like like plan their entrance because it was so yeah planned. Was that you? It was like like they had to talk about that before they went in the room of like all right after you kick Reva's ass I'm gonna like <laughs> sneak up behind you and come out from behind your body look all cool like all right so just you, you just give me the cue I'll take know? credit for it yes. yeah. <laughs> I don't remember who that was that said that, but somebody did. But yeah, yeah, I thought that was excellent. And, you know, I think this is, you know, all jokes aside, Eric, this really is a lesson for the fandom of like, there are confines that we have to work with inside of Star Wars because we tell stories between movies and between TV shows. Like, like we're not just seeing a, a, you know, point A to point B storytelling, right? We're, right. we're we have to fill in gaps, right? And yeah. just because you have to fill in gaps does not mean that you have to avoid classic storytelling tropes, like not knowing right. if a character is alive or not. Like, like don't just assume because you see it happen in a certain way that it's breaking everything or, oh, the writers didn't even watch, Re like, come on. Like right. that is just yeah. such a weak thing to Please say. Please just enjoy the story. Kick your feet up. Don't don't have to yeah. you don't have to break everything down enjoy yeah. the yeah. story well and it's yeah, a good right. thing that consequential things happen in other media too like yes. like character deaths don't need to exclusively happen in live action tv shows and movies right, right? like it's right. it is awesome that we had that character in rebels and that we had that death in rebels and that should just encourage you to go look for more about these characters not start yeah. criticizing the the show runners i mean it's just well, it breaks right. it it breaks can it was so dumb so yeah. dumb like no just no like this is like the fourth wall moment where like we as the audience know he's still alive right and something how are we going right. to get there like that's the question you need to be asking yeah. and i love it i love that vader like uh made her grand inquisitor in the beginning neil right <laughs> he's like yeah. neil and then, then the officer comes up and puts a little pet the tag thing on her like she uh -huh. thought she had made it it was great yeah, yeah. So i good. swear guys i swear if any of y'all see that pin at galaxy's edge pop up i need it <laughs> so then i'm the grand inquisitor <laughs> um it's it's so great and then he just like i i love the insult of just leaving her there <clears throat> and not finishing her off because they know she might she might survive but mm -hmm. she's so little of a threat in Vader's mind at this point that he's like, I oh, don't yeah. even care. I want you to live in the gutter. And then, of course, we get we get the the kind of lead into the finale here of of the message, right? We see 
Bale, not Bale's fault. Let's be clear. He did nothing wrong. Never has. Um, <laughs> but uh, Hadja dropped it. And she hears Tatooine, the children, and Reva is clearly still alive enough. And then we get that last look at uh, Luke uh, asleep <laughs> on his bed. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, what's, I, uh, I what's happening? Sleeping I just have like to say, man, I have no idea what the hell is about to happen in this final episode. We all we also have to talk about the fact that um that is this episode. Let's talk about this for a second. Is this final episode actually going to be an hour and a half? Like that Apparently. is the that's what the internet looks like. Like yeah. I'm a, I'm setting my alarm, assuming what? that it is, just in case. I don't yeah. think it will be. I a full think hour that, and a half. I think it'll be an hour. I think it'll be like 63 <laughs> minutes or something like that. But I'm mm. not, I don't think we're going full hour and a half. I'll take it. Full hour and a half, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what we're going to do either. I have no idea how this is going to conclude. Like, yeah. we, again, there's a lot a lot of things we have to do to get from point A to point B. Of you know, It seems like Obi-Wan has almost got his mojo back. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, the, he's almost fuck, there. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Yeah. Like, he, on, was, yeah. <laughs> he was much more put together this episode than we saw him in the For beginning sure. of the series. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, with his use of the yeah. Force casually yeah. and lightsaber combat and all that stuff. Yeah. So. So, you know, I don't know how this like, is going to go. Around like soldiers, like it was very much his like, address. Level his address to like uh, all the people with the path or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Like that little mini speech he made was actually mm-hmm. really, really good. I know you're scared. Yeah. And I know it's a dark times, and we will fight them in the beaches. We will fight them. Uh. Oh, sorry. Different speech. Different speech. Yeah. Yeah. I, he was so, and, it, and it's weird because I feel like so much of this episode. Is almost not about Obi Wan in a weird way. Like it, there's there's Hayden and there's Reva and there's Vader and there's and there's Leia fixing the stuff. Like I need all like there's so many great character moments and with Tala and Ned, and I think that's more of just a commentary on this whole series that all of these characters are so good and so well crafted that I think other shows like you know. Uh, one of the big problems of, of Book of Boba Fett folks had was that it was not as about Boba as much. And even though those episodes were fun, it made the show incongruous. Or like in Mandalorian, when we didn't see enough of Din, it was like, why do I care? Like, they really seem to have found a balance of just everyone is a good quality character. And I love spending time with all of them, even when yeah, you and McGregor's on screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, That's amazing. Me too. I totally agree. I totally yeah. The best thing, I think one of the best things they did that we talked about already in this whole episode was the flashbacks that coincide with past and present events. Mm-hmm. So right before, like during, um, during the battle when Vader stabs um, Reva in the stomach, it flashes back between the time that she gets stabbed oh. or maybe gets stabbed, we don't really know, um, when she was a, uh, a youngling. So it goes back and forth between Anakin before he was Vader and then, well, Anakin before he's Vader in the suit and then Anakin. And then they show this, they, they kept showing it back and forth and they show a close-up of Anakin's face. Yeah. And it's just like that. The, oh my the blue God, from his that. saber. God. The blue. He's just staring down at it right before he <clears throat> plunges the saber in her gut. So does Vader know the whole time that that she was the Padawan? Is, is that implied? Or the youngling? He Not calls her youngling. Yes, mm. he called. I forgot the line is, but he says something. Something. Yeah, you, uh, you thought you could get me, young lady. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah. yeah, he totally knew. Well, and some. Mm. Well, some people have <laughs> taken issue with that. Like, how would he remember? How would he remember this one random person? I don't think it means he necessarily remembers like her in that exact moment, but he understands that she was clearly someone trained in the force. She was probably at yeah. the temple, and he realizes yeah. that she's been gunning for him for a while. I think, from yeah. my standpoint, that's what I feel like he understood. 
Yeah. You could probably feel the conflict in her for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like whenever he was like, oh, wait a second. This one here, this one here is conniving. I want to keep this one close to the breast, yeah. but, you know, I don't know. We might be able to use this one later in the future. Yeah. 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 He so, says, uh, he says, Do you re- did you really believe I did not see it, youngling, is what he says. Yeah. 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 Like that, yeah. So in my mind, I, and also I, I'm taking the idea of like, for the for the purposes of the story, I think it's cooler if he remembers her exactly and has lived for years knowing yeah. she was working to betray him. That's just fun. So I'm like, yeah. Yeah, why Listen, not? Oh That's man, cool. right right after that, the next line he says he says, "You are of no further use." <laughs> yeah, only Vader using you for Obi Wan. Such a badass. It is just <laughs> ridiculous. Just ridiculous. And I, I love yeah. that. I love that Vader doesn't have. He doesn't have cringy lines. Not not cringy. That's not the right word. He doesn't have. He doesn't have the the got you lines. You know what I mean? Like he just has scary lines. It's, it's yeah. inquisitor that has the got you lines. Like yeah. we're going to leave you mm-hmm. in the ditch where you belong. Like Vader wouldn't yeah. say that. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's just like, you know, you're no for the, they're years. very I'm impactful. They're very yeah. strict, yeah. strict, badass. Mm-hmm. We'll say yeah. that. Yeah. So I guess yeah. My, my question for you guys, obviously the finale is this week. It's, it's wild to realize. I mean, I think that's what happens when you show the first two episodes on the same day. Um, and the timing was all wild. We're already here, basically. Um, with, like, two months before our next Star Wars live-action show. Um, <laughs> it's incredible. Do you think we see Vader next episode as well as Reva? Because it feels like they're setting him up to now be on disparate paths. Yeah, it does. But I, I feel don't know. like... I feel I don't like we got to get the quote, 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 unquote rematch of the century with with Vader and Obi-Wan. I, that concept art was from Mustafar we saw. Like, I I, mm. I feel like there's something something there. Something missing. But also Tatooine. Perhaps. Like, we got to yeah. protect Luke. I, that's what I'm saying is I really don't know where we're going to where we're gonna go in this last episode because, like, you know, we have to tie up the loose end of – Reva now knows about Luke apparently and yep. is going to go back to Tatooine I assume and that Vader is still kind of on the tails of Kenobi but now he doesn't have a lead anymore so right. I don't know like are we going to get them are we going to get them seeing each well, other again I kind of doubt it I think so um so their hyper their hyperdrive is screwed up <laughs> that's they, right oh, so that's right. they're on the tail that's they're right. on their ass right now they can't actually hit go to uh, to hyperspace and Reva knows who Owen is, and Owen yeah. what was listed in that in That's that right. uh, that little communicator. She said it was Owen. There was the children, and there was Tatooine. There's those three key points that she knows about. Come on, Bale! Come on, Bale! <laughs> Come on, Bale! Um, Have you ever spoken in code before? Yeah, yeah I know. I'm great. so worried. He I haven't heard from you. Come he on, literally Bale! Literally, could have just been like Obi Wan. <laughs> you good, bro? Like yeah, right? No, no, he's <laughs> like, hey, you know, I'm just checking in, making sure you're still protecting, you know, the kids, you know, the Jedi children, the children of Anakin Skywalker that we hid from him and his wife Padme who died and Anakin accidentally killed her, but we didn't know if he actually killed her. We left him on Tatooine. You know, like, are you good? Do you remember <laughs> this? Hey, can call back? Uh, my set this collect call. <laughs> also, I will say, guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a little bit of the, of the suspension away from us because I just brought up IMDb. They do have one of those one-line descriptions for mm, the episodes. Mm. Um, Obi-Wan is drawn into a confrontation with Vader as Luke's fate hangs in the balance. Okay. So, so All right. Well, listen. Right, let's not, let's we not don't, pretend it's not happening. But we don't <laughs> Sounds like episode see, four. We actually don't <laughs> have to see Obi-Wan be the one that saves Luke. 
I mean, he might not be involved in that. Maybe we do see things go separate ways. Maybe Reva does go to Tatooine while Obi-Wan's fighting Vader. And something yeah. else happens. We don't know. Maybe, maybe Reva has a some sort of redemption in some way that that re, in regards to Luke. Maybe she decides that she doesn't want to be what Anakin was, or that maybe like maybe she has some kind of Force vision that like Luke is going to be the way that Vader is destroyed. You know, mm-hmm. like I don't know that that could be a very a very interesting conclusion to the show. Is like her last breath, like kind of like Maul. That's the way Maul went out, right? Yeah. Like, maybe, you she, realize. maybe she's going to stand over Luke bed and ignite her lightsaber and stare down at it with some crazy eyes and then be like wait no i'm not gonna do that you know yep. yeah maybe maybe, so. maybe right. Owen, then Owen luke like pushes her. her through the ceiling yeah. you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's so many there's so many options and i think i think like we're, we're in such a fun place right now of being like we get one more episode of obi-wan kenobi it's coming in three days and anything yeah. is possible. And, like, I, uh, it's it's kind of the ideal place to be as a Star Wars fan right now. Like, if you're not enjoying the show, I'm, I'm, friend, you're, you're not still here at this point in this episode. <laughs> um, but, like, I, I just think there's, there's so much excitement and truly not knowing what's going to happen. And then it'll be done, though. Will they make more seasons? Who knows? This is a limited series. They don't have to. I'm assuming. I'm going to assume not as of right now just to, you know, be safe. But, oh, my God. What what a freaking ride it's been. I will say uh, Obi-Wan, Ewan McGregor did come out and say he would like to come back and do these every once in a while. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yes, he has said that. Bring yes, it on. Well, I think it treated like a god every single second for four days in front of 65,000 people. That's not good. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, I can give this a shot. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would say that I have, uh, I've been very pleasantly surprised at the sixth episode length. Like, like Same. it feels good, actually. It like, I don't, it. I don't know. Like, I was worried that you know, of course, we all want. Like, what did that director say about the Andor show? Like, twenty three episodes or something crazy. I don't know if that's yeah, if like that's five real or seasons. Fee. I'm like, something insane. I don't, I don't know. Like, it seemed like. I think that's what he said, isn't it? Twenty. Yeah. He said something like that. I don't know if he was correct or if he was mistaken. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. It's gonna be twelve. It's gonna be twelve. No, they can. Yeah. Okay. Them. Okay. Like, yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, yeah. And like, I know that we all want that, but also the pace is has been better in Kenobi than it has of any of the other live action shows. Yeah. Like, I agree. There's not this weird three episode arc right in the middle that sort of takes us completely off the rails right. of what we learned in the first three episodes. Like that has been the, the right in the kind show. of show that works. Frog Lady. Yeah was very enjoyable right like in man but yeah, like yeah. if you're doing something like obi-wan like you want no fat like you want the yep. story to be the story mm-hmm. yeah it's that yeah. careful balance between like like a film has to move at breakneck speed almost to, to cover a lot of ground and a tv show yep. can go as slow as it wants to the point that it can be tedious and like six episodes they really found the balance of that in this show and i've really enjoyed like i feel like we're at the end now like yeah, yeah. It, it feels like this is the right length and yep I do hope that we get at least an hour of the last episode. If it's 38 minutes, I'm going to rage. I'm going to say it. <laughs> I, I, I do, really I do don't feel want like a 38 it's a good, episode. 38 minutes. It's a good finale. length with six episodes because it doesn't have you forget what happened in episode one. Yeah. I know exactly what happened in episode one. And sometimes I'll be like, damn it, I need to go back and check. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, now I remember. It's like, I know what happened in episode yeah. one. And two. The middle of two, even. So, yeah, it's like it's not losing my 
uh, losing my interest at all by having multiple episodes and having filler, if you will. But it's all been detailed to the, the point where we can remember everything that happened. Yeah. I'm, uh, it's just cool. It's just so cool. Like, I, all this stuff is great. I love breaking it down. You guys, I love chatting with everyone all the time. But, man, just sitting back and being like, God, this has been so good. It's so fun. This has been the yeah. most fun show I feel like we've had so far. And yes. I know it's all because we're all prequel kids. We all love the characters. We love the story. But, like, yeah. this the is just – I've great. I, yeah, the quality has Very just been – and if this is the new standard for what the live-action shows are, if it took them three seasons of live-action TV to get everything right, and here we are at number four, like – Andor must is going to be phenomenal, and then Ahsoka after that is probably going to be phenomenal. Like, I'm glad that we didn't start with those heavy stories. Like, we we yeah. we we started with stuff original, let them figure out how to do TV, and now I feel like we're there. So, mm. you know, if this yeah. is the new era of what Star Wars storytelling is, like, yes, we all want films, but at the same time, like, I am here for this, Bring man. Every on. week, yeah. every week. <clears throat> yeah, very excited. Can't wait for next week. Uh, of course, as always, when the episodes drop, head over to our Discord. Use the spoiler tags. Be great. Indulge in the finale. We will be back next weekend to chat about the finale and about the series as a whole. I Again, we have no idea what's going to happen. Couldn't be more excited. Um, last minute. We'll get... we, did this, we did this last episode. Oh, yeah, last minute predictions. Last minute predictions, anyone? Like one thing you expect to see? Not that you want. Nothing you expect. you expect. I, st- I still think I'm gonna, we're going to get Qui-Gon's voice. Somewhere, maybe that'd be sick. Like, I, that'd be sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I think we'll get. Uh, oh, uh, the Leia back on Alderaan. We're, get, we're gonna get a little. Oh, uh, the reuniting. The Alder- so we'll see Bale and Baru. We'll we'll get we'll get Alderaan again a little bit. Mm. Interesting. Okay, fine. I think Riva lives. All Riva right. lives. Interesting. Okay. Ooh, damn. <sighs> I, I was like, I don't want. Leia and Luke to be in the same on the same planet. I don't want that. Mm-hmm. Like she, I agree. You know, so I mean, yeah, I, I'm I'm in the Qui Gon team. I want to hear Qui Gon's <clears throat> voice at the very end, just to piss everybody off at the very end. Be yeah. like, so what's up? <laughs> and it just cuts out. <laughs> you have reached great Jedi Master Qui Gon Jinn. No, dude, it's <laughs> just <laughs> quiet. It's just quiet in Obi Wan's cave, and Qui Gon just whispers, "We've been trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty." <laughs> I, I, I hope he sneezes through the force. Obi Wan's quietly meditating. You can hear Qui Gon go, "Oh man, <laughs> the show ends." They got him. Uh, I knew it. I knew you've been here the whole time. Then the show goes off. Yeah. If that's Uh, how it happens, we'll all be so stoked and we'll review bomb with everyone. Uh, But for now, my friends, what a time to be loving Star Wars. We'll be back tomorrow night on the Living Force Live to talk all about Obi-Wan and Anakin in Mike Chen's Brotherhood. The part one of our roundtable will be tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern. So we'll see you there live or on your audio podcast provider of choice. God, it's all about Obi-Wan this year, isn't it? And I'm not mad about it one bit. But that'll be it for now, my friends. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Bounty Hunt. Keep your eyes out on our next hunt next week as we'll be diving into the finale of Obi-Wan Kenobi. A special thank you to Brian Dooley, Patrick Ortiz, Earl Q, and Carl Sander on our Jedi High Council, and Elizabeth Cloutier, Freddie C., and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command. Go ahead, tell us all your thoughts about Obi-Wan in our Discord community at utd.com slash Discord, and follow the main show on Twitter at LivingForcePod. 
You can also follow us individually for all our thoughts about Obi-Wan. I'm at Eric Eilerson. Corey is at Corey M. Helton. Charles is at C. Henkel. And Wes is at Boss Wes. Until next time, may the force be with us, man. Woo! You've been listening to the Bounty Hunt Podcast. Yeah? Good. To learn more about other Utini Patreon exclusives, visit utini.com. Thank you.